Will we ever see hunky, sweaty, sexy men in Hyrox again now that doping is banned? And what <laughs> is going down in Glasgow town? Those are the two questions we're going to be answering today. <laughs> you should have done it in a Scottish accent. Mate. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Glasgow town. <laughs> No, your German's no, good, mate. You know what? I was in two work. minds there. Do I do the whole sentence again or just Glasgow Town and then German came out? I'm so sorry. Um, nah, we're rocking with it. Three, two, one. Rock's on in. Rock's on in. <laughs> <laughs> High Rocks News segment. So... <laughs> This is, a, this is a new segment, which I'm introducing right now. Emergency yeah, briefing. it is an emergency briefing. There's a lot happening, okay? Specifically, we've got three races to talk about. Three big upcoming noteworthy races. Starting with the first race, Hyrox US Major forward slash Hyrox Open North American Ooh. Championship. I still, I still think they need to shorten these these titles. Now. The names are They're so, so long. long. What, what is it? So what is just it? like in Vienna a couple of weeks ago, the Elite 15 are lining up once again uh, to race for the whopping massive prize fund of 6,000 US dollars. That would go only halfway through the season. Yeah, but more importantly, they're not actually racing for the for the big comical checks. They are, of course, racing to qualify for the World Championship in Nice this summer. Um, and oh, then nice. the following day, everyone else who has bought a ticket will go head-to-head in an effort to become the North American Open Race Champion. Ooh. So again... So it, is, is it two separate events bundled in the same yeah it's the exact same as what happened in vienna so you had the elite 15 showcase race on the friday night and then the following saturday you'll have everyone well it's basically a normal high rocks let's be honest but Mm. the people that win their age categories or you know whatever categories they're, they're in um call themselves the north american open champions is that right mikey yeah yes yeah that sounds Okay. Yeah. Okay. So two events, one weekend, um, same staff, same kit. Es- nice. Essentially. Yeah. So yeah. I, I'll, I'll be honest. It seems like uh, the the only real important thing is to look out who is going to be grabbing the last qualifying spots. Is that right, Mikey? Is this the last major of the year? It's the last major, but there is some last chance qualifiers coming up in Cologne in uh, a few weeks time as well. So Cologne. even you, Max, you could still have a chance to be in the Elite 15, mate. Well, those luscious locks and that James. Yeah, Kelly you've got t-shirt. the kit, mate. <laughs> Going across the finish line. I have. I have. Uh, you know, I'm. You know, I, I might dare and and say I'd like my own t-shirt if I make it to the elite fifteen. Yeah. You know, I'd, I'd like to not wear J.K. sweaty hand-me-down Mikey's bedtime nighty shirts <laughs> for my race. You know. <laughs> for those that don't know, Max has stolen J.K.'s shirt. But and yeah, for, anyway. for, Max, hang what's on, going on? Hang on, that's not the full story because I raced in it and then Mikey said, I'm taking this home with me, to which I then asked, why, Mikey? And he said, don't know, just one. True it. story. So it's the a true theory story. is... <laughs> The theory is uh, Mikey Mikey sleeps in it in, in some kind of hope that there's some magical uh, Australian Australian juice powers that he'll absorb <laughs> when he's uh, when he's in his REM sleep. Um, so I love it. What else is moving going on? on? Moving on. Uh, race one, uh, Washington. Race two is Marit. 
And we've seen this race consistently. My, my what? Madrid, sorry. Oh, sorry. Madrid. I was, okay. I was yeah. too authentic there. Uh, what I was going to say, it was, <laughs> we've consistently seen this race come out as one of the fastest of the season. So all eyes on Madrid to see if more fast times will, <laughs> will be coming out of here. Mm, they've got the... the the non-black ropes from memory. They've got the another type of ah. kit, so the, the less spongy ones. So that's my hunch on why you get faster times there. But I'm sure well, it's we'll not get we'll get Nathan on the case. Any rope-based activities, which I think is just the sled pull, right, will have to be scrutinized yeah. thoroughly. Okay. Um, <laughs> like to roll your eyes yeah. with the Spanish today. <laughs> uh, so the final race, and of course, most importantly, because it's closest to home for us, is Glasgow. You got it. And it is the fifth and final location of the UK, because then we revert back mm. to London, because as we know, all roads in the UK inevitably lead to Lone race. And um, of course, we have got a representative amongst us who will be attending Glasgow. Who's that? Benjamin. The, oh. Oh, yeah. the, <laughs> the floor is yours. Uh, tell me, are you looking forward to it? Yeah, it's gonna be uh it's gonna be a fun one. I'm I'm heading up not in a rock zone capacity, but actually to lend a hand with the High Rocks team um and retake my position as Chief um, Banana Slicer. Chief Banana CBS. Slicer, Top yeah. Banana Boy, <laughs> CBS, um, the um, manager of the recovery mm -hmm. station. So anyone that is racing Glasgow, uh, if you do see me, come and say hi. And I think later in this episode, we're going to release a little special something that could get you on the pod if you do come say oh. hi. So with all of these incoming races and all this incredible excitement that's been building up in this room, we thought it only fair to get someone from High Rocks on directly. Now, unfortunately, we couldn't get a hold of Eddie. <laughs> so <laughs> we, we will have to resort to Nat. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. We, we, we'd like to hear from someone else um, from the High Rocks team, especially because Nat Voyle is the world... Sorry, let me get this right because I've got this wrong so many times. She is the High Rocks UK and world events producer. Ooh. What that means specifically will let Nat tell you. However, it's my belief that she's basically the person who organizes the layout of the event, I believe. But don't hold me to that. I can't wait for you to get humbled in like 10 seconds time when we get on well, the line. Well, <laughs> let's not wait any longer. Let's get her on the line right now. Hi, boys. It's Nat from Hi, <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Nat. How are you? Welcome to the pod. Yeah, I'm great, thanks. How are you? I'm, I'm really good. It's so happy to be here. You, you, are you ill at the moment or has your voice changed? Yeah, a bit of both. <laughs> <laughs> right, as you can probably tell, Nat isn't on the line. What? Uh, <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> so, what's happened, Nat? What happened to you? Well, um... <laughs> Hello, it's Natalie. It is I. Uh, no, um, Nat, unfortunately, isn't going to be able to join us for a chat. I believe they have, or the High Rocks team have so much going on at the moment, all preparing for Glasgow and I think London as well, uh, that, you know, it's only fair that we uh, we might not take priority and they, they actually need to put the <laughs> event on. So, uh, yeah. However, fear not. The Rock Zone comes prepared and we've got a backup for you. Okay. We've not done this instalment in quite a while, so it's it's long overdue, and it's a, it's a goddamn shame 
and it's taken mm. Natalie's no show to get Natty Nums back <laughs> on the show. <laughs> it's like Sexy Science's older uncle. <laughs> Who's even sexier? <laughs> the petri dish. Nathan's actually yeah. uh, doing his hair at the moment, which I, I, I you know, yeah, he's like, like the Tom Cruise yeah. of number one. <laughs> <laughs> um, so why why are we bringing nasty nums in at the moment? Um, well, Glasgow was a bit of a eventful race, I think. You know, in terms of the times that came out, should we, should we we're talking that? about last season, last though, year, right? Yeah. Just to make that clear, it's, it's, yes, it's yes, not, sorry, we're not yeah, recording, sorry. and it's happened. We're, re- we're recording before. <laughs> yes, and sorry. Also, perhaps we should uh, give some context at this point. We were going to ask Nat about Glasgow, <laughs> uh, and we can't do that, so we're doing the best we can by getting Nathan on to retrospectively do some analysis. Nathan, the floor is yours. Yeah, and it's not just because I'm also called Matt. Uh, (laughs) uh, Nice gag. (laughs) (laughs) So what is the motivation behind this analysis? So after Glasgow last year, there was a couple of comments in a Facebook group, people saying I went much faster than I did in my last race in Manchester, for example. Now, the problem with that is, you know, that can happen. Someone, we've all done it. We've done two races. One race goes bad, the other... Um, is really good. So we've got to have some more numbers behind it. So what I did is I took all the results from Manchester in uh, 2023 and Glasgow in 2023. And I looked at which, how many people had done both races. And I found about 85 Mm -hmm. people, males and females, pro and open, that had done both. And what I did is Mm -hmm. I compared their running um, against themselves and also their functional mm-hmm. exercises. So for example, on average, with the functional exercises, without the running, the average difference was five seconds quicker in Glasgow, kind of what you'd expect, close to so, zero. So nothing special. All the exercises basically remained the same between the two races. Yeah, yeah, and I'm looking at our graphs. Some people obviously did better. Some people, then they did a Manchester, some people a bit slower, but on average, it's... Uh, five seconds quicker close to zero Mm. when i look at the running out of the there's only um two people who didn't go faster in glasgow in the running and the average improvement was six minutes on average out of those six minutes which is as a percentage that's like that's close to 13 percent quicker wow 13% 13% shaved off your race in the runs. I'm putting wow. you on the spot here, uh, Nath. What was the dates of the races? So I remember Manchester was in January and, and Glasgow was in when? So it was it was in February. It was a couple of weeks after. So yeah, so so you it would be hard to say that an athlete has improved their running by six minutes in you know in a, in a few weeks, basically. But but also across the board. Yeah. Like all two, yeah, yeah, true, true. Like, yeah, something's either in the water in Glasgow. I mean, even anecdotally, I raced Glasgow, and I went out the night before with Tom <laughs> and did gummies and went on a haunted horror tour, and then I PB. So, so something definitely wasn't right. You know what? Um, I think you've told that story at least on three separate occasions on the pod, but I never get bored of hearing that. It's just so. <laughs> it was so funny, like turning up late for my race the next day and being like, "Oh shit, this is gonna go bad," and uh, and then yeah, it, put it put it down, and I thought, wow. I, I should use these performance-enhancing drugs mm. again. Mm. And now Nathan's telling me that 
it's not a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's an anti-doping policy coming in then as well. But uh, yeah, yeah, there is. Yeah, we'll still. talk about that, won't we, at some point. Straight off the uh, off the stage and into Ben's recovery zone, where as a, well as slicing bananas, he's also got pickups and random drug testing will be performed. Oh my God. Could you imagine if it was my job to like randomly test people in Glasgow? <laughs> You look like you've had a mask, but I'll come over here. <laughs> <laughs> no confectionery on the race course. Christ, Christ, Christ. So I'm curious to know if many athletes are going to Glasgow this year expecting to be able to get a quick running time. Are they mm. going to have the same course and um, people are going to be able to run as fast? Or is the course going to change and people are going to be a bit disappointed if it's not as fast yeah. as last year? I guess what you're, what you're touching on there is obviously the, the map of, of last year's course had a pretty generous chicane in it uh, that you could, I would say, cut almost. You could, you could make a, a beeline across, uh, across the chicane and it felt pretty good to do that when racing, I'm not going to lie. But there was also a hairpin but that was not slow at any point. I think you could uh, cut exactly 13% of the uh, lap off. <laughs> it's, um, the, 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 reason, the reason they had it was basically that the exhibition hall was too small. Uh, and so they had to bridge into the neighboring exhibition hall. So there was geometry that meant it couldn't be a square circuit as such. It was just the fact that that's how they could, that's how they could get the distance So in. do you think then, Nathan, based on your data... Would you say that the course was actually shorter then? Is that what made that significant difference? Is that what you you think those results show? I'm just giving you the numbers. Nate, I mean, you're the no rep king. Yeah. You're, you're not afraid to piss people <laughs> off. Say, say what you yeah, mean. Say what I mean, you think. 85 is a decent sample. And for most of them to go significantly quicker, I think the distance of the course was less than 8.7 kilometers. And yeah, I would estimate that it was at least 10% shorter. Nice. You heard it here wow. first, ladies and gentlemen, Nathan Petrie's coming <laughs> out with an accusation <laughs> on last year's race. So I guess, yeah. So then the point is, is will they have rectified that or are we going to see the same same situation again this weekend? Mm. On that yeah. note, on that <laughs> note, let's uh, wait and see what happens in Glasgow. I'm sure Nathan will get his calculator out uh, <laughs> and uh, calculate just how quick people have gone round this time. However, I'd like to circle back quickly, if we could, on uh, funny substances. Yes. The old, yes. Oh, yeah. the old, oh, yeah. the old Mars bar. What do you want to talk about? Know? The old Mars bar yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it feels like an innuendo, <laughs> that, doesn't it? It does, but it's uh, it's completely legitimate or now illegitimate, as Hyrox has ruled. Um I joked about it beforehand uh, that we won't be seeing as many stacked, swole, shredded dudes dancing around the arena. Um, or will we? Can, mm. we? can we clarify exactly who this anti-doping policy applies to? Is it for all Hyrox athletes? Is it just for the elites? What, what's going on? Well, I mean, it's in the rule book, right, Max? So essentially what the rules are now saying, any athlete... Mm-hmm. who races in high rocks needs to be clean and i think what's really interesting for me is like what's the narrative here it's been introduced mid-season um like has there been something that's gone on be. in the background which is causing like this rule to be introduced like has someone this is pure mm. speculation right now has something in the elite 15 someone said someone else is doping like what's going on like i'm stirring the pot but it is 
weird that it got introduced, like a rule book change happens mid-season. doesn't matter what the rule is, but if a rule book change happens mid-season. Um, I, I perhaps want to pause your ferocious stirring of your pot there, Benjamin. Um, could it not simply have been the case that they realised it's good to take a stance on these mm. things, especially if there's, there's no substance to what's actually being said? It's very much a stance. It's not anything well, substantial, right? It's. I. I would think that they've looked at this in the past. Like you always have. Whenever you have a sports event, like name me another sporting event that doesn't have this sort of thing. So me and Nath were talking in the chat in our WhatsApp group earlier. I think Nath made a, a really valid point: is that no matter what, in every sport, you're going to find drug cheats. No matter what. So I also think like. Mm. I sort of also question the point in this. I think personally, I mean, it is, of course it's good to have anti-doping in sport, but you know, you look at the Tour de France, you look at um, the Olympics, you've got decades worth of evidence of people doping in sport at even, even at re mm. in recent years. So these are sports that have got millions and millions of pounds uh, in, of investment and they're and they're still getting away with cheating so i kind of think like with hyrox it's a bit early days and i think you know tickets are already quite expensive do we need to be adding more money um to the ticket to I, to fund this this drug testing i think you've i think you've hit it though mike i think i think you found like all other sports that are taken seriously have anti-doping policies mm. and hyrox want to grow mm. their sport Bigger and better. Sure. Yeah, but so of course it makes sense level, to be then. do everything to know to do everything. No, the anti-doping applies to every athlete, Max. Every single one. It's not just elites. Mm. And they want if Hyrox wants to be seen as a sport, it needs to play to the sure. same standards yeah, can't as other sports that in the industry. So if I may weigh in here for one second on the regard of cheating, I have a bit of a gripe with this whole doping and substance taking is seen as cheating because the supplement industry at the moment is you know making itself more and more pronounced in high rocks in various events and so on and so forth you cannot convince me that whey protein creatine bcaas are anything natural occurring okay they are they're not they're synthetically comprised, okay? There's nothing natural about that. I'm not just naturally getting a tub of protein. And let me give you a bit of context here, which I'm not sure um, all of you guys know actually in, in this chat. Um, the reason I look at these things perhaps more skeptically than, than other people do is that uh, back in my younger years, when I was uh, a bodybuilding uh, aficionado <laughs> back mm. in my heyday, I uh, used to take... Young Arnold Schwarzenegger. Correct, correct. Um, everything but the body. <laughs> <laughs> Just the answers all the time. Um, I, uh, I took quite a lot of, of protein shake. Not not necessarily anything else, but, you know, pro mm. protein shakes. The, the ones that I'd mix myself. And um, it can never quite conclusively be said. However, I was a very healthy boy at the time. Um, but I got liver poisoning. And the main culprit as to why this would have happened was because I was taking something uh, protein-based that I bought at a fitness convention because it was cheap 
Uh, and I thought, yeah, great. I'll get this 20 euro tub of protein. And this is where this this whole thing comes from and where I mm. question who who is to draw the line that uh, hormone-based injections or oral um, intakes, those aren't allowed, you know, very broadly. You know, I'm just talking mm, about, okay. you know, testosterone yeah. as, a, as, a, as, a, as, a, as a as a steroid. But something like creatine isn't. When creatine, as far as my understanding is, helps your cells take on more water so that they, inf- they can recover no, so, quicker. So, so, no, so the way creatine works is it it, it helps your ATP system. I've, I sent you a, a note about this. It is, it, is, it is naturally formed in the body. And what you're doing is, is mm. you're adding more levels to that. Same way protein is, like protein, you know, when you take a protein shake, um, you, you know, that's a natural, you'll get, you can get that from like eating meat, obviously, and, and other protein I sources. I really and stuff like, like that. how you describe that, Mikey, because I'm going to say testosterone is a naturally. Yeah, 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 true, true. And that, I'm just adding that. to it. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Look, I, I just fail. No, where, where, where can you eat more testosterone? Where can I eat more creatine? Uh, it, it's actually in meat. There's the, a lot of sources. No, the 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 yeah, the, yeah meat you yeah, eat okay. more meat you get creatine right but like, not to the extent that you're taking in I, I i think i think the point you the point you're making it which is very valid is where's the line max where's the line on everything who gets to draw the line because i would even argue that people wearing super shoes there'll be some people wearing super shoes and some people won't and 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 that is a performance enhancer right you know caffeine mm-hmm. is another one that is seen as a legal uh, ergogenic aid and and again you could argue well is that if one person doesn't one person doesn't is that okay so i think you know all you're su- suggesting is who gets to decide where the line is and and and, and, and is that what's, fair what's seen as cheating and yeah. what, what is what, it the anti-doping agency the what is it the wp wada isn't it WADA, yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it's it's for all sports i think i i understand your story of uh like you took a tub you mm. had liver poisoning. It's very anecdotal, mm. and I'm not going to discredit mm. it for a second. But like with that, I think it's very different to say that supplements are should be outlawed or should have the same scrutiny. Like there's the whole supplements industry is there to allow you to get stuff that your natural. The, when I say natural diet, if everyone was still living like if farming was never invented and we weren't actually orchestrating our food, we were actually going out and foraging for stuff and finding it. Everything would be a level take playing field, but we eat stuff from supermarkets that's processed. We eat disproportionate amounts of different quantities mm-hmm. of things, and so as a result, we have to rebalance them now. Yeah, and that is a completely fair point. Let me just clarify: I never said that any of this should be outlawed. Ultimately, I think everyone can do whatever they want to, but please, in my opinion, don't label someone as a cheater because they've done testosterone when you're putting so much tub based stuff in your body you're taking omega-3 you're taking creatine you're taking bcas you're taking any any kind of e's and owns and just no mate like i i think that's don't be so high and mighty okay look this is a pretty pretty detailed topic that i think probably deserves a little bit more time on guys yeah to be honest and i think if you guys are all right with it i'd like to do our homework a bit more on what the sort of things that are actually banned or what mm. actually implications. Well, and also wait and for a, High Rocks to a, be, be offer more clarity mm. on. Yeah, what and put means, a right? put a 
put a proper episode out. Did they? It didn't. They didn't actually release a press release with it. They just updated the rules. I haven't seen a press release. All I saw was um, UKHXR post something on their social media, and I thought that's interesting. Yeah, well done, well done, actually, <laughs> to Ian and the team for the scoop on that. Um, that was really, really good reporting. So, well done. And come on, Nathan, <laughs> you're better than that. You're Mr. Rulebook. Any changes should be coming from you. <laughs> I want some Google alerts set up. Whatever changes. I I check him every Sunday, just Ian from UKHXR. He beat me on this one. Fair play. (laughs) Right, back to business. Chief Banana Chopper or Slicer, whichever you prefer. (laughs) Benjamin, you said said that there was going to be a chance for someone to feature on the pod if they came up to you and did something in Glasgow. What is said yes. thing? Have you come up with something? I haven't, but I'm going to do it on the fly now. Um, I'm I'm at the... So for everyone that is in Glasgow, you'll most likely see me when I am in the recovery station when you are at your most vulnerable. So I think we should exploit that somehow, guys, um, and try and ask people to present or educate me uh, in a certain way by either presenting me with a Scottish saying um, that has to be said in a Scottish accent mm-hmm. that I don't know. So try and teach mm-hmm. me something. Or um, a, a Scottish fact. Try and make me more worldly about Scotland, uh, but also has to be done in a thick Scottish accent. What about a Scottish joke as well? That could be quite fun. Oh, yeah, sure. Do you have any Scottish jokes to hand right now? Definitely not. But I was just thinking, <laughs> I just didn't want a boring fact about like Ben Nevis or something being the tallest mountain or some some rubbish like that. I, okay. want, I want lols. I want jokes. Okay, th- let's make that a rule then. It can't be boring. Yeah, whatever you do, agreed. can't be boring. So that that's the that's the, that's the litmus test on this. It has to be in a Scottish accent, and it can't be boring. If you make me laugh, you'll probably get on the pod. Can I um, veto all of this and suggest something much, much, much better? Um, sure. I suppose that we've done facts, we've done rhymes. You know, it's no shock that Ben wants to be joked and facted. Um, I would like to suggest that they do a little jig for you, Ben. They do a little... A I mean, that's dance. probably one of the worst that's great radio. Of, um... That's okay. great radio. Okay. Oh. <laughs> I hate this podcast. <laughs> I mean, I can get... You know what? Throw a jig on there as well. Let's do that. you got a jig and you got you got a jig at the same time. As no, it's it. fine. Whatever. Just do a, do a, <laughs> do a stupid fact or whatever. Okay, I'm right. not going to be so there. It's going to make me laugh, make me laugh, <laughs> and you've got uh, you've got to make me record something for Max so he can sleep tight at night. No, Fair no. enough. In all seriousness, I don't I don't even want it anymore. You do both. You get st- you get some socks. Done. Terms <laughs> terms and conditions apply. Limited stock available. Okay, with a weekend full of doubles and pro doubles races, let's talk about racing strategy and, in particular, how often. Should you switch with your partner during each Very workout? important. Very important. Mm. And who better to offer their advice other than the current High Rocks world champ and women's doubles world record holder, Lauren Weeks? That was quite a mouthful, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. You struggled was... to get that right. Lauren, what have you got for us? <laughs> Hi, guys. First off, it was really great seeing you. I am loving all of your finish line videos, like absolutely loving them. They're incredible. Thank you. Um, you, As for switching with your partner in doubles, 
I'd say go in with a plan, but you need to be prepared to adapt and change it because you really never know what's going to happen on course. Uh, for us, the skier was fairly quick to switch, so we swapped every 250 meters, and then we also swapped lengths for both of the sled stations. If you're going in for a time and there's a station that one of the partners is significantly better than the other at it, be humble, accept that, let them do more of the work. For instance, my partner is faster than me in the lunges, so she did the majority of them at that station. Um, we also chose one partner to set the run pace the whole time, and the other one just made sure to match it. Um, you don't want to end up racing your own partner. Make sure you guys are working together. Um, and then finally, unknown top tip. Find a partner that shares the same first name as you. Doesn't make your race any better, but it makes it a whole lot easier for your friends to cheer for you. Hey. That's so true. Oh my God. That's a nice tip. I like yeah. that. Yeah, because then all of your mates will then automatically be cheering for your race partner. That makes so much sense. We should have a, a same name division. Also, why, sorry, why we, did, we didn't actually, she, she touched on it a little bit there. Of course, she set the doubles world record with Lauren Griffiths. So the Lawrence, Lawrence, Lawrence in town. I thought I thought Lauren's advice is pretty damn. It was it was really nice and that. succinct, right? Like yeah. be humble. I think so one of you set the running pace, and that was my favorite yeah. bit. The one person set the pace. I think that's very mm. clever. Um, mm. Like sounds like overall, one having a plan, but also kind of having a pecking order as such. It's like it's kind of like this is how we're going to race it. This yeah. is the calls that are going to yeah. be made. We're on a team, but ultimately. I am the captain. But of my own to ship. be honest, the 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 part where she said "be humble" that's probably the easiest, the thing I find easiest. Like I am so relieved if someone is better at me than something. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> looking looking at my race, uh, my pro doubles debut with um, with English Nathan, um, he was definitely better at, at, at burpees and lunges. My God, he was so quick! Like no no clue where that came out, but. Boy, oh boy, was I happy to see that. And I'm sure he would feel the same way when I pulled uh, the majority of the sled. That's It's always been my favorite station. I weigh a lot more than he does. And his slight frame just struggled to to, to move that, that beast, right? Um, so mm. absolutely be humble. But I think that's easier, mm. it's easier done than said. And yes, I, d I yeah, did say definitely. that the right way around. Easier done than said. I think in the in the spirit of doing, um, actually changing uh, during the race and actually doing those splits or sort of changeovers, um, we actually did a little bit of uh, investigative journalism. Let's call it that. Why not? And put out a reel on socials a couple of days ago now. I think it might be over a week ago around the times or the, I want to say average times of people changing during exercises. So how long it takes you to change on the ski, how long it takes you to change on the sled and have effectively been able to, to pick out which are your most expensive changeovers. Mm. And you can go ahead and find that on at Rockzone Pod and watch the reels. Mikey's done some fantastic commentary <laughs> on that, playing to the meme strengths. It's been good. Um, I think for me though, the standout uh, fact is that the row changeover is the most costly we timed it at around eight seconds or so although that's not as much as i would have thought almost like eight seconds that seems quite quick to unfasten get off take feet out and then do the reverse for the partner getting in mm. 
But if you compare that to the likes of the Ski Erg, only 1.6 seconds. I mean, if you're looking for something that's pretty slow, we're looking at warbles, that's three seconds. I have seen some interesting techniques recently where when you swap, and you have to put the ball down, but you allow, almost slam it down so it bounces back up so someone can catch it. That seems like an interesting swap over technique, which hasn't found its way into the rule books yet to be banned. I know that jumping underneath the ball to catch your partner's ball, that was banned. Um, so it's almost like the anti-gravity version. I of that. would, um, at this point, like to uh, reference our in-house disclaimer team in the form of Nathan and get him to weigh in on the legitimacy of said strategy. Yeah, it sounds like, as Ben said, I think that's something that's not specifically banned in the rule books. Loophole! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, woo! Uh, the overarching concept of... Gold rush on it. Everyone, save a second. <laughs> yeah, the overarching concept is for it to be you go, I go. So the, the transitions, like recently this season with the ski yoke machines, you can no longer pass the handles. So I've not seen that. That's an interesting technique about bouncing the ball up. But I imagine that, uh, yeah, but I imagine they will rule rule that out. Although it sounds quite difficult, quite a skill to bounce it up. I mean, um, I, it's not something that tempts me to try out. But um, yeah, I don't think it'd be allowed. But you can confirm that if you were judging, you wouldn't get no repped if you were uh, if you were there and someone did that in front of you. Any opportunity to no rep, so yeah. I would. <laughs> but you can't. It's not in the rules. He won't give us the green light, guys. He won't give us the green light. There is a bit in a rule book about, um, I'm not sure of the exact wording. Um, you, you do have some leeway if something's not done in the way it's intended or something like that. I can't remember the exact wording. So mm. I would. If you I try to deceive or unsporting, I think it is, or something like yeah. that. Yeah. If you actively try to be a naughty boy, you will get told mm. off. Mm. Can I can I just add something to this conversation? So the thing that actually really surprised me about all these changeovers. So it's worth noting that when I filmed the changeovers, the ones that I picked were where I saw people change over the most smoothly. You can do these. Ch obviously, people did these changeovers slower, but I just sort of wanted to pick ones where it was you could be as quick as this. Mm -hmm. And it just surprised mm. me that how many of the changeovers were basically all around two seconds or less. And it kind mm. of just got me thinking, actually, perhaps because the changeovers are so cheap, you should change over a bit more. So for example, on the ski, you could ski at a much faster pace for a much shorter distance and swap over more frequently. Because I think most people probably do, I don't know, uh, ski 250 and swap mm. four times. But I wonder if, you know, would it even be as crazy to swap every like 100 or 150 meters or something like that, you know? Because you get a bit tired after a minute of, mm. of exercise so like if you could cut that down to 30 seconds say could you go a much much faster rate no i think yeah, it's an interesting point especially on the cardio exercises like do you recover better having a longer break or mm. by not spiking mm. your heart rate as high and having more shorter breaks is i guess is the question yeah, yeah. yeah exactly um, yeah i was i was i was and gonna point the exact same thing but not necessarily bringing the heart rate up but how quickly can you get it down because you want to yeah. lower it for what that two minute period or however long you you have a break for when you're when your partner is uh doing the rower or whatever 
Um, so is that really worth it if you're on 30 seconds, mm. off 30 seconds, so on and so forth? For, for reference, like the in the ski erg, the average mixed time for that station is 4 minutes 14. And the change over time is only 1.6 seconds. Mm. So you could actually, it does, it, I think what you're saying stands like stat has some merit you can probably afford to change over a couple of times because i'm you know just just to be geeky just for one second i'd say the average guy probably pulls around two minutes right mm -hmm. but if they were doing yeah. short sharp they could probably get that down to 130 maybe 140 and that's quite a lot of mm. time to that's 20 seconds right that you could buy back for a two second switch so i know I for know. a fact that i cannot do one minute 30 after doing our workout of the week which was aptly named, sorry, wrong number. Um, <laughs> it was a bit of a brutal uh, ski erg hit ladder, I want to say. Um, so just on a side note, if you are looking to improve your time and not find shortcuts, but actually mm. just get better, that's certainly something that I can recommend. You were doing what? Cal, cal targets? Correct. What sort of pace were you running at or sort of uh, pulling at? Not the foggiest, no clue. <laughs> I was just just really, happy to you're in a yeah, just zone. happy to get those cows going. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fair. That's calories, not cows. Moo. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. However, you decide to split your race, definitely check out our reel on Insta. It may help you with your next race. Boys, I've got some good news. Nat from Hyrox has just sent us a voice note. Do you want to hear it? Hey. Yeah. So, Hyrox Glasgow. Um, yes, the Startwave windows are live online at the moment. So if you go on to the event page on Hyrox.com, um, you can find all of the Startwave windows for Saturday and Sunday. Then all athletes will receive their individual start times um, on Wednesday this week. The athlete map is going to be released tomorrow evening. And the good news is, is that the chicane is back. Um, it definitely was one of the favorite courses um, of the season last year. So yes, the chicane is back. And just on a final note, um, make sure you've got your spectator tickets. If you haven't already purchased yours, get yourself online now, get your ticket for the weekend. And we just look forward um, to seeing everyone up in Glasgow this weekend. Thanks, guys. Cheers, Nat. Appreciate that. Right, uh, Benny, what's left to say, buddy? As Max mentioned earlier, the workout of the week this week is pretty savage. Uh, sorry, wrong number. A lot of uh, calorie burns and reps to get out as you work your way through a ladder. Um, but that obviously comes from the wonderful team Hogan training, uh, elite coaching at that level. So Tom and Dina have helped us put together these workouts that are coming out every week. You can check them out at Rockzone Pod. They're absolutely brilliant. And if you do one, uh, do share it online and you could actually be featured in the next one in the Hall of Fame. Uh, so the only final thing from my side, guys, is probably to say if you have enjoyed this episode do share it with a mate it really helps us grow um it's a nice little plug for us but in all honesty it does help the podcast get bigger and bigger and allow us to get bigger and better guests that's right so thank you very much for listening and we'll be back with your regular dose of the rock zone podcast next week where of course we'll be looking at everything that went down this weekend across the globe that is of course the high rocks major madrid the fast spanish course and Whatever happens in Glasgow, 
might have to stay in Glasgow. Does not stay. It's <laughs> not going to stay in Glasgow. It's coming Ben's back. bringing it back. But in any case, three, two, one. Rocks and out. Rocks and out. Mm-hmm.